The following content is rated N for nigga. Nigga tested, nigga approved. Start the show. not the right one. Oh, it's going to be one of those it shows. It is all because D. Randall left. Of course it wasn't going to be the right one right off the top. It's going to be one of those. This is one, uh, maybe. Maybe. Got a lot to cover. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the weak and foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. I am your great value John Henry. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'll be your huckleberry. Oh, God. God damn it. What's up, y'all? It's the flowing one. Uh, how's everybody? How's everybody's uh, mental health? One to ten. We've been away for a couple of weeks. A lot of shit has happened. At least since Valentine's Day. Anybody, any any good Valentine's Day? Anything? I don't believe in love. What? I don't believe in love. That's a lie. That's like time. It's a construct. Is it? Yeah. I'm not going to blow up your According spot. to, uh, you know, interstellar love is what bridges the fifth dimension and allows us to travel back through time. If you're either Caucasian or have money. Of course you can. Of course you would be the one that could quote interstellar. <laughs> interstellar literally sounds like what would happen if Neil deGrasse Tyson were a slam poet. Oh, my God. <laughs> I low key do want that poetry, though. I would say it, the movie is a slap. It's just it's a lot of it's a lot of science techno babble. It is, although they did get right the visualization for black holes. Mm-hmm. Love is like Schrodinger's cats. I wrote that already. Oh, okay. Still though, have I ever told you I think that Schrodinger's cat shit is stupid? And I think whoever came up with that was trolling. Why Schrodinger? Yeah. Why? <laughs> that cat is dead. <laughs> is it? Maybe. There has never been an experiment, experiment where they performed this and the cat came out alive. That cat is dead. But when did it die? When you opened the box to observe the death. That cat was already dead. According to you. And in other universes, the cat is not. We just don't exist in that universe. We're not there. And the cat ain't there. Our cat is dead. <laughs> that might be the name of this episode. Our cat is dead. It's, it's people with that one-dimensional view. That's why we're in the situations we're in in 24. Uh, no, the, the reason, no, because people think there's a multiverse. And, and people are just fucking off this one because they think we're going to end up in the next one. And they're not. Oh, yeah, no, you're not going to transition to the other right. multiverse. No, you're fucked, and you're fucking over your universe for other people. Now, you in the other universe, yeah, you might be good, but we're here now. Deal with what you got. Shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here after that techno babble? Uh, first of all. They heard we have the tea. First of all, there are two, there are, there are three niggas here, and only two of them are qualified to talk this much about science. 
Only, oh, excuse me. Only one of them. Excuse me. Ooh. Only one of them <laughs> is qualified to talk this much about science. Excuse me. I got that math wrong, which furthers my point. <laughs> I believe you can do math. Man, no. You, you believe wrong. I can do science. Math, if, 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 if it were up to me and the fate of the universe were about math, we'd all be fucked. Unless it's me counting something, unless it's me calculating somebody's tax or calcul- calculating somebody's change, I probably can't do it. Those are the most important parts of math you need to know. They're the only ones that I've ever needed to know for my uh, vocations. <laughs> you all let me know when you start unpacking ethics, then I can start talking. We have no need for ethics in this universe. Ooh. Shout out to the new listeners. Shout out to the old listeners. Shout out to the first times, the long times, the last times. Shout out to all my niggas on SoundCloud, Google, iHeart, Spotify, anywhere quality content is disseminated. Shout out to all my niggas on Patreon. When I tell you we have been working hard for y'all this weekend, we have been working hard for y'all this weekend. I might have to, man, I'm so mad. I might have to buy a new fucking tablet. Um. Yeah, so, you you got a couple Patreon sessions in this weekend. Yeah. God damn, I'm so mad about that. What's wrong with the tablet? Look at the screen. Oh, look yeah. at that shit. I see. And, and it's hot, which is never good. <laughs> which is never good. This motherfucker might explode right here today. It's just a slight swelling, and I still gotta plug this motherfucker in. I bet it's, you're it's a little it's a little bloated. It's on its cycle. I bet you're chaotic good on like the nine alignment scale. Chaotic good? Yeah. <laughs> Him? Or like neutral evil. One or like true neutral. One of those. He's chaotic neutral. He's chaotic neutral. You know who else is chaotic neutral? The alien. The xenomorph? Yeah, yeah. The xenomorph, him, and animal from Muppet Babies. <laughs> <laughs> animal from Muppet Babies is definitely my Muppet. Animal is chaotic neutral. I would, honestly, I would have thought you to be Gonzo, but you're you're animal. You know, I have taken an alignment test like four times because of the class that I have, just to like get the results out for the students I work with, and it keeps saying I'm lawful good. I don't know how. Like, I don't know how at all. You want to know why you're lawful good? Do you have any paper plates? Shut I up. mean, you're lawful good. That, that is that is the definition right there. Shut up. I it mean, shows you're where your heart is. It shows like because I don't want to wash dishes. <laughs> yes, I mean you're Should lawful your good in your like you're lawful good in your vocation. All right, like 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 it, for your job. Yeah, you're lawful good. You're just not lawful good anywhere else. Damn, you're, you're digging today, buddy. <laughs> I didn't necessarily say you weren't good. I'm just saying yeah. lawful good is a lot. Yeah, lawful good also defines that you are good within the laws, the constraints. You understand where those boundaries are and how not to cross them. Doesn't mean that you don't have your other escapes and in positions. Fair. Like yeah. I kind of consider lawful good to be an extreme side of the spectrum. That's why it's kind of a hard sell for me. Maybe. But okay. All right. All right. At best, I'm. Neutral evil. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. I don't no, know because you still believe in a utopia for black people and community and helping people out and putting shit to the side. It, you, you believe in the best of what could be. So did Pinhead. 
The problem is <laughs> no. The problem is as time, it, the, I do. I do believe in us building a black utopia. I do believe in us building a better black nation. The problem is as time goes on, I don't think I'm going to end up living there. Why? I don't think I'm going to be allowed. Those people would be too annoying. <laughs> well, no. What I mean is, like, if y'all seen Serenity. Remember when the assassin was talking about how he believed in the people creating a better in, in the people he worked for creating a better world, but he also told old boy that he would that because he's a killer and a monster, he probably wouldn't be allowed to live there. He's just clearing the way for it. So Moses, you get well, people, yeah, you get people to the promised land, but you're not allowed in. Yeah, probably so. I mean, Moses is saying a lot, and I would never say it about myself, and I don't believe that about myself, right. but. I, I, that I, I, yeah, I, you get where I'm going. So he's Timothy Chalamet in Dune. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's, that's a. Timothy Chalamet nah. in Dune. That character goes a whole different way. I know. I know. Yeah, no, he's, I don't think he's that arrogant though. Yeah, no. See, that was the problem was, he you know. In his he, youth? he corrupted yeah. himself. Yeah. The pro- and not even that he corrupted himself, it's the fact that he didn't have the power to do what he thought he had the power to do. He thought just because he had power that he could align the universe to the path that he saw. And that was the problem. Speaking of four more days. Until, Until part two, two yes. my God! And then they dropped. They dropped another trailer yesterday or Friday. I didn't want to like, say I was excited for this movie, but yeah, my God! Yeah. When I say like, I've heard, I've heard very good things. They I'm, saved all the good stuff for this one. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna have to go ahead and just buy another set of tickets because I already know I'm gonna go see it again that weekend. Um, flowers giving flowers this uh, this week. Flowers go to Shannon Sharp and Mike Epps. Okay. So, Shannon Sharp and Mike Epps were beefing for some reason about some shit that was said on Club Shay Shay. And it got to a point where they were really talking shit. Like, like, Shannon, like, like Mike Epps was like, don't come to my city talking this level of shit. Um, something bad might happen to you. And he was obviously talking about getting niggas to handle him because ain't, no, ain't no way Mike Epps think he fighting Shannon Sharp. Um, but they ended up hugging it out and dapping it up and being cool during all-star weekend. And I, the reason I'm giving them flowers is because I don't think we see, like we, we see a lot, a lot of times we see niggas beefing, but just the algorithm and the meat and media wise, very rarely do we get to see them publicly organically work it out, work it out and dap it up and, Basically, kind of fight the the stereotypes kind of put on placed on us by toxic masculinity. So I'm glad these two old niggas um, kind of went against their programming and were better and were better men. So I'm glad. I'm always glad for that. I'm, I, I I salute that. I salute when, especially that generation of nigga. I'm I'm always glad when they can be better men. I'm happy about that. So. Uh, salute to them. Go ahead, hit them with the air horns. Um, anybody, anything, flowers to anybody? Any, any, y'all? Hey, man, I had a mom that beat it, so anybody that's dealing with cancer and anybody that's dealing with cancer or, or you know, has salute. parents, you know, hey, man, hug them. Tell them salute. you love them. Salute, man. Please do. Please do. Um, while you got them fluent, anything? 
I'm good this week. Okay. Um, humans ain't shit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Y'all, we have to tell some hard truths about Chris Brown. They're probably not hard truths, but we have to. We it's time to keep it a buck about Chris Brown. So the reason Chris Brown has come up is because, according to him, he had a falling out with Ruffles or whoever Ruffles affiliate is their big big brother, big sister is. According to him, they because they were I guess they were a sponsor at All Star Weekend, and they according to him they kept him out of the All Star game. Which is kind of which back in the day was kind of his thing because if nothing else, Chris Brown can hoop, and according to him, they kept him out of the All Star game. And I don't know if they're telling the truth or not, but Ruffles definitely went on social media and was like, "We don't hold any markers over All Star Weekend. We didn't know All Star Weekend was this weekend, and we didn't know you were trying to be in it. So if somebody told you that we fucked you out of that." That ain't got shit to do with us. Keep our name out of your mouth. And he was like, and of course, as they always do, don't make me go get the screenshots. Don't make me go get the receipts. Of course, he produced no receipts. Um, But uh, apparently, the story was, if it's true, that they didn't want to be affiliated with him based on, well, we all know the incident. And so... Is that why he was crying again? Um, probably. Either that or they adjusted his medication dose. Uh, Wait, which incident? The the car or when he was on social media? I'm getting there. Okay. I'm getting there. But I see where you're going as well. Yeah. So. Um, I've got a few. So it, ma- so it kind of made the rounds because Tamika Mallory from uh, – uh, Black Lives Matter, basically. Tamika Mallory did a, I guess, she, I don't know if it was Instagram or it was Twitter, but she went on and was kind of like, should we hold this against this? Should we hold one incident against this black man? And we shouldn't be trying to keep a black man down and we should be learning forgiveness. And just a lot of shit that I, me personally, I am coming to expect from some of these uh, activist influencer Black Lives Matter niggas that hold, that hold water for Charlemagne. Um, I found it to be very nasty, and it honestly, as a as her being a black woman in these spaces, I felt like she should know better. But again, somebody who kicks it with Amanda Seals and Charlemagne, um, I I should probably have less expectations. I th- I think that is not as an uncommon perspective as you would think. And especially among younger generations, even just a couple years younger than us, it is more accepted the younger you go because his stardom has remained consistent (laughs) over the awareness and the emotional connection to what has happened. He's been doing it since 2006, so I expect that. Yeah, but but what I mean is, like, think about how adamant niggas are to being fans of like say uh dre right Mm. when we were younger we didn't know what was all going on however people who were older than us were not fucking with him just on the aspect of what they knew and could understand at that time so now that we are the older generation who's kind of already been the same age or older as chris brown remember the bullshit that he's done 
over the years because to us it's just here it's a nigga go again. Sure. Right? We have a different context regardless of man versus woman in a space because a lot of that I understand. There's a different level of forgiveness. And I don't a lot of that I understand as tar, as far as where they're coming from and I don't and I I don't disagree that that's where a lot of them are coming from. And I think there's even more to unpack there that I, mm. I won't get to all of it. But gotcha. having said all that, let me say this. Yeah. And this is no hate because against all odds, I actually like this nigga's music. Having said that, I can, I can be completely upfront in the fact that Christopher Maurice Brown is unhinged. That's fuck. Christopher Brown is insane. And I can, appre- I can even appreciate, don't get me wrong, I can appreciate the idea that a lot of people are trying to have in this climate that one moment in time should not be the whole book on you forever going forward. Because we know how polarizing the internet can be, and some people are pushing back on that on social media more often. There's a lot of factors where you can understand how Chris Brown can be defensible to some people. However, I think the defenses that are being mounted can only be mounted in good faith when you have someone that has demonstrated remorse that has demonstrated an ability and a desire to do the work necessary so that one moment never happens again, or at least to make an effort to be better than you were in that moment. Exactly. And Chris Brown has done none of that work, not even a little bit. And and it would be so easy to make this argument if his thing with Rihanna were the only thing that had ever happened on his record. And again, it is not. It is not. Chris Brown is well documented to either be a, to either have outright uh, been found guilty of or accused of doing bullshit. I mean, at this point, at this point, he got a. It, it, if it, he has a rap sheet longer than my fucking arm, bro. Like this nigga, this nigga jumped and beat up Frank Ocean outside of a outside of a fucking studio. Who the fuck fights Frank Ocean? Frank Ocean ain't done nothing to nobody. I'm just saying, if there's a gif of you crying from your personal <laughs> socials, like him, R. Kelly, fucking Tyrese, all for different reasons, but like your mama's titties, like we got, we got to put all of those in the little ship, man, and send them to the moon and and and, and stop it. Like just, 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 just stop it. Well, so the th- so here's the thing, and this is why this becomes such an issue, um, in our community in particular is because I think at this point we all have an understanding that there are there are times more often than not where black men are held to a different standard as far as violence and are held to and just let me land cuz I again I'm not agreeing with these no, people No no I got but, you I got you um that where black men are held to different standards and are judged a little more harshly, sometimes in unfair cases. There's a long-standing history that goes before most of us were even born of black men being put in compromising in compromising positions of accusation based on their proximity to someone that they pro- that claimed they put their hands on that they didn't. 
usually white women, usually historically white women, but be that as it may, there's a history of black men being treated harshly in America. Having said that, because we have experienced these things in a different context and different different social dynamics than our than our parents and grandparents, we think it looks different. And so sometimes we're trying to parse that out. And I get it. And I truly. Now having said that, every nigga that was ever accused of putting their hands on a woman is not Emmett Till. That part. Every nigga <clears throat> that was ever accused of being violent with a woman is not immediately innocent. They're not. And the and I'm because I, I get sick of the bitches be lying narrative because if we want if even if we want to involve statistics in, into it, in terms of rape, in terms of sexual assault against women, I think I read somewhere where let's see, maybe eight percent of accusations are 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 found to be proven false. So it's like, what the fuck are we talking about? You have a you have more of an you have more of a chance of getting struck by lightning, winning the Powerball, or in my case, fucking Taraji P. Henson, than you ever have of of being accused of sexual assault by someone who you didn't do nothing to. You also bring up the more interesting perspective, which is the the difference in in how certain people are treated around that. I mean, the the more immediate fix is just to level that playing field. Like, rather than bitching about the fact that, oh, well, this group or that group or this group is getting treated differently around this this situation, it's, all right, it doesn't matter if it's Timothy or Tyreek. Treat them the same. Thank you. Because that's my – I hate that excuse. Because I don't understand how Ben Rauschenberg played so many rounds in the NFL. Like, fuck, man. Put well, him down. Sit him down. Sit them down. And the NFL, I think, I, I well, think across the board, the NFL is is pretty equal, and they don't give a fuck about sexual assault and well, rape. And I was about to say, had R. Kelly had some of their lawyers, he'd still be out. But like my, but no, for real, like we really should just even that playing field. It doesn't matter. And Get I and, and the thing is, to this day, it doesn't seem like Chris Brown is interested in doing any of that work, and he's not interested. And he's not interested in making excuses for himself. So, oh no, his excuses—he was young. That's what he, he was young when that one happened. Yeah, but that—that that was his excuse that he literally put on social media. I don't understand why I'm still getting shit about something that happened when I when I was 17. Because that's not the only thing you've done. Yeah, but you're still bringing up the past. And he's man. being intellectually dishonest. And Absolutely. by definition, I the was mother, in the, the past. mother of his child has an ongoing restraining order against him. The mother, of, when the mother of your child, first of all, it was just supposed to be a five year thing, and they'd work everything out or whatever. She's had that extended. She still doesn't want this nigga anywhere near him, anywhere near her at all. When the mother, first of all, when the mother of your child doesn't want to be in, anywhere near you, even for the purposes of co-parenting that's a lot second on a from a legal perspective to get something like that approved in court some real hot shit had to have taken place for the judge to approve that i'm just gonna tell you i've talked to a couple of uh uh legal specialists since since that happened some real hot shit had to have taken place for real for real 
Um, and that shouldn't be taken for granted. So just on those incidents alone, this nigga is unhinged. But then you add every moment where this nigga has been in public and grabbed somebody and, and went up to a woman and snatched her phone and broke it in front of her. Every, every accusation, everybody ain't wrong. If 15, if 15 unrelated chicks accuse me of some shit that I've already been documented to do, I probably did it. I hate to play devil's advocate. The thing we're not considering about the phone grabbing on the street is that we don't have the context he has. He's sitting there acting on behalf of the dude that we don't ever hear about. What? The one what? she's cheating on. God damn it! See now he's, he's he's breaking that phone for him. Please pay no mind to him. <laughs> Please pay no mind to him. Pay no mind to him because if you because you know who the other unhinged person is that 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 regularly does this, Kanye. Uh. All I'm saying is there's a pattern, and sometimes it's you. Sometimes it's you. That's all I'm saying. I like this nigga's music too, and we'll probably continue to listen to it. I cannot stand that nigga's music. It's I think it's I've t- never once liked a Chris Brown song and it just made me feel good. It always sounds like a screeching pubescent child. I like it. I think it's top notch body roll music. I'm gonna say I disagree. He's got I'll some say, quality. He's got some S tier stripper music. Some S tier pajama jam music. Yeah. I, I just yeah. I can't. I'm telling you. I'm telling you from experience. And like maybe real, this will real be a cloud room. Music. No, no, I Bro, get it. I get that other a, people like it. I don't know. I just can't listen to I understand. Voice. I'm just telling you. And maybe this will be a Patreon story one day. We both have we both have a story that started with some Chris Brown music. It ended. Yeah. So I you 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 I'm not taking that any further. I'm gonna, I'll tell you my story about Chris Brown music, and this is what also gets projected across every perspective of how I listen to Chris Brown. I was DJing at a club. This woman comes up in a black dress, and she's like, can you play Poppin'? I was like, all right, when we get to the moment to get there, right? She keeps coming up. Can you play Poppin'? Can you play Poppin'? Mind you, this woman is clearly drunk out of her mind, high on something, and roughly six to eight months pregnant. Poppin' finally plays. Yep, that's what I said. Poppin' finally plays. She, in her pregnancy... Busted down on the floor, dresses all the way up to her shoulders now, mm-hmm. in front of the DJ booth. I am regretting letting this song out. And twenty minutes later, she is back in the DJ booth. Can you play poppin'? No, <laughs> we already played that. So I sympathize with you there. That, as far as I'm concerned. Whenever I hear that a woman is a Chris Brown fan, that's what pops up in my head. That's what happens. You immediately become the black woman in the black dress. So six, eight months pregnant, on drugs and drunk, busting it out on the stage, asking for Chris Brown. That's what I hear. I hate the way you're serving her up because clearly she was just elated and celebrating her pregnancy and was requesting the song that was probably playing when said child was conceived. I'm just saying. How now, dare was, you there judge was, her? There was sentimental value to that song, and I think you're, I think you're being reductive. Just I definitely bit. have sentimental value. Revulsion. 
What? I am triggered every time that song comes at, on. Don't at get me the wrong. Amaz- <laughs> at the amazing beauty of a pregnant body? What? She, no, the no, fact, the no, fact, the no. Fact, Are you pregnant, no. the, the fact that she hit the all fours and let the yams fly? Are you what? pregnant, Shane? I, mean, I am not pregnant, Shane. Are you hating on, are you hating on pregnant bitches throwing ass in the club? We don't I am hating for that on here. pregnant women who are damaging themselves Shane. and their child Shane. by all being Shane. high and drunk all during the pregnancy. Shane. Yes, I, I, will, I will definitely shame I will drinking while dr- <laughs> drinking and driving, drinking and being pregnant. Yes, yes, <laughs> same levels. <laughs> Don't do that. Be pregnant. Be beautiful. Be Fluid. glowing. Fluid. Do all those wonderful things. Don't be high and drunk. Fluid, <laughs> and then come up and have me condone this shit. Fluid, I didn't that. know you. Fluid, I didn't know you were this judgmental. I, I just, I didn't sense this in you, I, man. I, man, I didn't, I didn't know it was it's like not that. Not your place to tell what you women got what to do with their the body, man. I thought you were raising. What do you have as song of the week? I thought you were raised in a godly home. Just I, saying, man. <laughs> that is her right to get out there and pop it. To pop who it. You, who are you to tell? Who to Yeesh. tell that woman? That ain't right. That's crazy. Oh my goodness! Wouldn't have been me, uh, you know. Song of the week. Song I, of the week. On. I, I just didn't know that about you. Song of the week. Um, Should probably play pop it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Oh man. Oh man. Song of the week. Oh, um. Ooh, titty music. We, yes or no? No, no. Stop. It's a pretty day. And it's no. been two weeks, so I'm going to go with no titty music again Hear this me week. out. Hear me out. Both of you hear me out. Song of the week. So the thing that I like about getting older is that it is when you get into that phase of what the young artists are covering and what consists to be a cover song now. So, and this just came out the other day. I think it's, I think this artist is fly. Um, this is Amber. This is actually a cover of uh, Lost Without You, Robin Thicke joint. Yeah. Okay, so this is like cleaning in a nightgown. Cleaning in a nightgown music. I mean, he... I, this I, is I, fucking midday music. <laughs> I, know he do, I know he's not terribly fond of Robin Thicke, but... Uh, this, well, I'm, I'm, I don't like Robin Thicke for the same reason you all don't like Eric Benet. How dare you drop that, that fumble that in that manner. Uh, so, usually, but, so usually I would co-sign that. But Paula Patton has gotten less attractive now that I know that she can't fry chicken. Again, things you can teach people to do. I will show her how to fry chicken. <laughs> no, After no. I'm done teaching Fantasia be, how to read, <laughs> I will show her how to fry chicken. What? Do we need to replace ran, round, random round tree facts with who I'll help facts? Like, I, I can do that too, buddy. What? <sighs> this is Amber with Lost Without You. You need another cup of flour. <laughs> You didn't see how this chick was was frying that chicken, fam. Now like go, all, like all of a sudden, all that fine just left her face, man. Now go get that like, seasoning. I'm convinced her white side took over, bro. I I I swear it did. Um, I don't even know why you're reaching right there. You know I keep your seasonings in the bottom drawer. Go ahead, bend over and get them seasonings. Like I bet her white side actually throws seasoning away like it expires. You know, black people don't think seasoning expires. Um, pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're gonna have a great. We're gonna have a great show. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Lost without you, can't help myself. 
Yeah, this is midday fucking music. That was our guest uh, corrected me. I think, and I think she's right. That, that that artist's name is not Amber; it's Ombre. It's a very it's a it, it's it's a French looking version of Amber um, with "Lost Without You." Um, love that song, man. That was like I wore that album out. The evolution of Robin Thicke. I wore that album out front to back. That shit was a slap, like. Pharrell came in and did the Lord's work on that shit. What's the what's the sign after Scorpios? Sagittarius. Um, are y'all about to talk? Start talking astro- astrology? No, I, I know that I know that, that triggers you, but I was gonna uh, say it <laughs> is February, and on a day like today, with a song like that, that is how you pump out some Scorpios and Sagittarius. 
Oh yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, you're you're correct. That's music. I'll say if both versions of that, both versions of that are are how you are, are how you get someone pregnant. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, it's like hmm. when you wake up, you're like, oh man, what are we gonna do? And then like it, there's a cut scene, and then like the knees are just by the ears. Hmm. Yeah. Robert Thicke was on a trajectory, man, and he just played himself. He did. Yeah. To your credit, he probably found out she couldn't fry chicken, and then the blurred line. I was say, happened. I would say he must have. That must have been what happened. <clears throat> he still fucked up because he was supposed to teach her how to fry chicken. Correct. I would be still teaching Paula Patton how to fry chicken, but he would be mad because he can't teach her what he don't know how to do. Really, you don't think he can fry chicken? No. No, hell no. Anyone that can would have taught her. His daddy is the nigga from Growing Pains, fam. No, nobody in that family knows how to fry chicken. <laughs> Did any of the Seavers look like they could fry chicken? I'm just saying, you don't think Kirk maybe... Cameron looked like he ain't had fried chicken to this day. No, no, Kirk Cameron has not had fried chicken. Dear God, I saw him recently you trust crying Justin. about politics, and that man looked a hot fucking mess. You trust Justin Timberlake to teach you how to beatbox? Sure. You do? I'm sure he could do a little beatbox every now and then. Oh, okay. No. That's, that's the face you make when you don't trust to take somebody's <laughs> chicken. That's how I'd feel if Robin Thicke put a plate in front of me. You made this? <laughs> was there a Jamal in the kitchen when you did it? What, what was that? What was that movie where Kevin Hart was telling everybody to spit in a little Ziploc bag and throw it away? <laughs> oh man! But yeah, no, I'd still be teaching Paula Patton how to fry chicken. But I, I mean, I wouldn't eat any of her chicken. We'd order out afterwards because okay. that ain't it. She's got other stuff you can eat. I, this is true. Them some them some S tier titties. I'm just telling you. Hey. I, I hate to I hate to be that crude. Shout out to two a, guns. We have a female guest in the building, but like the, we don't have a bunch of female audience was, members. Two guns was a good movie. Yeah, but to, yeah, but I, again, I was raised a different way, and usually using that kind of language with a lady present is See? not See? the way. See that one episode where I gave his mom flowers? That's why. <laughs> not a savage. You you be up there, of course. This if is she, why he can't course, be I neutral heard, evil. Of course, because he'll be there. Of course, I heard off air that she's heard this show before, so I, she knows what she signed up for. So it's it, it's fine. Um, it, 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 anybody who's anybody who tells me that they've heard this show before, I'm just going to assume that this is not the first time they've heard me talk about titties. So, yeah. Um, thank you for being here. I'm saying it on air. I, t- I thanked her off air, but thank you for being here. By the way. Um, it's always nice to have somebody bear witness to the fuckery. Um, we might try to do that more often. We're, 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 we're in the, we're in the skeletal phase of coming up with, uh, an upcoming, uh, event. Uh, it'll be kind of an intimate engagement, but stay tuned, stay tuned. We're, we're trying to figure out how to, how to hang out with y'all more and do more, uh, for the, for the listenership, uh, particularly locally, but stay tuned for that. Um, we have an RIP. I'm sad to say. Ooh. Um, two. Oh, we have two. Well, I'll I'll do mine. Uh, well, who's yours? Do yours first. No, no, because we we talked about this earlier. So you do yours and then. Well, I I have to I have to bring up a soundbite anyway. So, okay. Well, uh, who um, you got? So for my RIP is uh, actually my uh, first mentor and um, boss at work. Uh, he passed. Uh, oh man. Last week, um, he he had lymphoma, and that just completely escalated very quickly uh, it, over a couple of months. Seriously. Yeah, he, he found a lump and started doing treatment, and nine months later, went from 
traveling and being happy. So uh, the the interesting thing was went to you know how they say like your your reputation precedes you kind of thing. Yeah. Right? So we're at the wake, and uh, his nephew was talking, came up to talk to his uh, wife, and I'd been waiting in line to come and speak to the wife. And so the nephew just kind of reaches out, introduces himself, shakes my hand. And I said, my name was Jeremiah. I didn't get to say anything else. And his wife, who I have never met in mm-hmm. 19 years, immediately goes into my, my entire bio about me working with him, how long I've been at NASA, such and such and such, things that I do. To knowing about poetry and right. I'm like how do you know this much about me and you do we've never even seen each other but she knew just based off of his descriptions of different people that he worked with mm-hmm. um and there was there was a it was great in terms of how many people kind of flew back um who were in the city as well uh to pay tribute to someone who actively fought uh not just for uh, that group, but for other uh, black and brown engineers in the space, he made sure that we got the recognition or the opportunities uh, that were not going to be available because of the good old boys kind of club, the the assumptions that were made as to how you pass down leadership and responsibility and things like that. So he, he, he was a major part in a lot of people's careers. Wow. That's what's up, man. Uh, so definitely rest in rest in power to rest in power to him. Rest in power to the family. Uh, I mean, uh, condolences to the family. Um, losses, nothing to play with. Um, I also, I did also want to send a RIP shout out to a friend of mine, um, uh, um, uh, my homegirl Patrice. Uh, she lost her father recently in the past couple weeks. Old, uh, our old friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, I have not reached out to her personally. I just found out, but um, I I will probably reach out to her personally tonight. Um, I know what that's like. I I lost my father in twenty one. I feel I still feel it every day. I think about him every day. Um, I know that's not I know that's not easy to be a part of, and you know I I. I joke, I make jokes about it for me, but be a part of the Dead Dad Club. Um, it's not a place, it's not somewhere you want to join. It doesn't feel, it doesn't ever feel good. It doesn't, it doesn't feel better. You just think about it differently and less. Um, but I'm praying for her. My heart goes out to her. Um, and if she needs somebody to talk to that's been through it, Lord knows I'm always available for that. Um, but she has a great support system around, so I love her. I just, I pr- I'm gonna pray for her and lift her up in light. Um, the other R.I.P. that I wanted to talk about real quick, kind of hit me hard, was someone who was the source of a lot of entertainment and a lot of inspiration between my mother and I, and that is Flint, Michigan Councilman Eric Mays. Eric Mays in uh, Euphonic wasn't here when I gave him flowers that one episode, but Councilman Eric Mays, if my father, uh, some of you listening know my fa- knew my father, if my father were political minded or ever ran for a public office, that nigga, he would certainly be this nigga. Now, among the city councilmen of Flint, Michigan, 
he was considered a pretty much a fucking villain. Um, if words are are weapons, this nigga wielded Robert rules of Robert's rules of order like the fucking Punisher, like Excalibur. Like <laughs> this this nigga this nigga wielded Robert's rules of order like drone strikes, my nigga. Um, Call of Duty kill streaks. Having said that. I'm 59. You know who you talking to? I will not be quiet. <laughs> I'm gonna talk if I want to. And uh our guest can't hear it, but I'm gonna play, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play a couple of his best hits. Uh this nigga is amazing. I said if I don't stop talking, what you go do? What you go do? <laughs> Let's see if I can if I can get this working. Turn up too so we can hear you. Yeah. I got I got you. It's gonna be loud. Damn, damn. Damn, it's a bunch of bullshit. And I want the whole city to know it. And I'm going to point fingers. Monica Galloway, Argon, Fussin, and she the main one. He's doing points of orders. He's doing points of information. Mr. President, I want to hear from you. Point of order. I stick by it. I call you a handkerchief-head Negro. I call him a handkerchief-head Negro. <laughs> that one right there. And I'm sticking with it. Google it. Time out. Time out. Wait. I'm going to play a couple of more. But time out. <laughs> Have you ever, ever, ever in your black-ass life heard someone get on the stand and call someone else in public office a handkerchief-head nigga? That's that's beautiful. That is incredible. That then, is a, crown and, this nigga and then stand on it and say, "I said it." Now Google it. Said it and Google it. Uh, we, Google it. We, we we really need this kind of energy. Wait, hold on. There's more. I'm I'm gonna play another one. It, he sounded like well, Mr. Mr. Metcalf, come get take care warning. of this foolishness. Now do it again and you'll be gone. Please finish. Don't interrupt me. I'm 59 years old. Finna be 60 and grown. You don't care if I'm 100, but I ain't 100. I ain't three. You give me respect. I can holler and speak if I want to. Councilman Mays, please refrain from your profanity. Hell yeah. It shouldn't be fine. We got folks sitting in business and I wouldn't care if you was the chair, the sofa, the TV. That's the one I was waiting on. You out of order. Are you talking about everybody? Your voice. I ain't gonna lower my voice. Quit talking to me. What you telling me to? Telling you to lower. Okay, voice. what if I don't? Damn. Bro, but but like in his defense though, if you ain't had clean water in years, in years, of course you gonna bring that kind of energy into the fucking workplace. This nigga, this nigga said, talk about you the chair. I don't care if you the chair, the sofa, the TV, the TV. <laughs> Look, man. I was looking for the other one he said, but this nigga, somebody told him, um, um, Mr. President, um, Councilman Mays is not being Jermaine. I don't give a damn if you think I'm Jermaine, Tito, Randy, Michael, <laughs> none of them. None of them, bitch. What the? Let me yeah. tell you something. We need, and, I, and for the, they thought I was crazy. This was the episode when Bean was here. They thought I was crazy when I said, we need that nigga to run. We need that nigga to run. We need him. We need him on the Democratic ticket. And they thought I was crazy. Now you see what we have to deal with, and I think that I'm not crazy enough. Josh Johnson has this bit where he's like, Democrats need a bully. 
And and after after being introduced to this young man again, may he rest in power. That's exactly the energy Democrats need. Someone to go into a workspace and tell someone, "Hey man, you can shut the fuck up. Here is why, and here is my better, shinier solution." If you're not walking into the meetings calling somebody a handkerchief head nigga, you're not doing your job. I you're not doing your job, and I don't want anything to do with you. You don't have my vote, sir. I'm I'm just tell you like that, like like that's the bar. Give me Bernie Mac stepping off that train, slapping the shit out of everybody. Head of state, give me that. I'm give telling me you, that. and 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 Euphonic has met my father, so he knows I'm. That's not a, an exaggeration oh, when no. I say that this nigga is literally what would happen if my father ran for public office. No doubt. And hearing him in action like this made me miss my made me miss my father, and it made me. Remember him again. Have it, it, you know? My mom will tell you we had a we had a whole bunch of conversations. It was like now and like she would come in and see some shit on TikTok. And go, now who does that sound like? Now who does that sound like? If that ain't your daddy, I don't know who is. And she is not playing. I mean, my father was like this about everything, everything in life. Expect that, which is which is why I probably turned out as fucked up as I am now, because I was so busy trying too hard to behave when I was young. So I got to get it all out now, and I'm unsupervised. Oh, don't e- even dream of fucking up outside of the home. Here's a random question. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the energy for you know like you know uh, Mr. Longworth. Your son your son is gifted, and he you know he he wasn't listening. He just thought I was in trouble. You know your son is gifted. Send his ass home. I bet he won't be gifted tomorrow. <laughs> what what are the ways in which people you've grieved like still talk to you? Oh shit! Uh, like this? <laughs> like again, kind of like that? Because like for me, it's like when I'm passing a good bakery shop and I smell like sweet potato pie made the right way. Because I've notoriously spit out people's sweet potato pie if they try to make it for me. Because that's yeah. the one thing my grandma would make for me ah. on birthdays and Christmases. So, like, if it's not on that level, I will spit your shit out right in front of you. But, like, if I just inhale the essence of that, like, one that I know she made. Like, if I'm having a fucked off day, it's like it goes away. Or if I'm having a bad day and I see, like, a cluster of butterflies. Because that's not really common for Texas. Like, just, like, a cluster of them. I'll be like, ah, oh, shit, all right, grandma. I'm going to chill out. Interesting. Um, I, I know definitely for me is one is a big one is music. Okay, a huge one is music. That was one of the, that was one of the few that like you know we had our we had our differences in just in terms of what we liked and who we were, but music was definitely a thing where we came together, and like the way I talk about confessions is because my me and my dad both loved every song on confessions front to back. My dad was like, "Oh, this nigga got it. This nigga got it." And I tried to act. And I tried to act funny because I was a hater and I wasn't fond of, and I wasn't always fond of Usher. But that album was a fucking classic slap. And now he, because he didn't listen to the radio like I did. I'm a bigger fan of the second half of the album than the first because the first half is all basically the radio slaps. And the second half of the of Confessions is all uh, uh, butt sex music, but yeah, I mean it is. I, everything it, it's all from uh, that's what it's made for on down. It's all butt sex music. Hey, look, man, I'm here for spitting your butt action. <laughs> 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 
and now, with you. And now we know the name of Euphonics uh, playlist. Spitting. I'll say it's, you, it's it's you, actually called Story Time. Thank you. Very oh, much. oh, okay. Yes. Story time. Yes. I, no, and I bet on Spotify Wait. when the description because there's a description you can point. It it, it says spinner, but almost oh. certainly uh, no. It says titty picture music. Thank you very much. What what is what is your playlist named, sir? You know the playlist. What is it called? Knuckles deep. <laughs> 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 I could do this all day. <laughs> I, I have Dude, a, I have a couple. I'll be honest you, with you. Okay. I got a couple. Well, what's one of their names? The after party. The after party. Okay. I, I it, it's a theme. I I have one. It's, uh, <laughs> oh no! You don't have to explain. We the got show. It. And it's the show and the after party. <laughs> the show. Yeah. What's uh, yours? Oh, uh, what, what was mine? Maxwell Lord. <laughs> yeah. Cloud it's, Atlas. It's, it's definitely <laughs> no. It's, it's it's it definitely fits the villain theme. <laughs> It fits the villain theme. Oh, <laughs> Got it. Oh shit! The weightlifting. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You were saying <laughs> it's called guaranteed. Okay, fair enough. Right. I'll take that one. I got I'll take you, that Chico. One. A very light skin answer. <laughs> I'll say because I, I make a bunch of playlists, so I I, I make playlists for fun. So yeah. I oh have, yeah. They're, the after party, the love below. Um, that's a dick swallowing playlist, sir. Sir, they're just volumes. It's guaranteed volume one through eight. I got you. You out here promising orgasms? You create those stalkers. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, awesome. sometimes they pull their hair out and hide in the bushes. Man, man what t- else is going on? <laughs> man to my left doesn't believe in his spine, and the man to my right is big. It happens. You know? <laughs> what? Hey, hey, I don't care. I'm securing my masculinity. <laughs> boundaries, man. We got to work on boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> boundaries. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, what else is going on in the rundown? Oh, it's I, so I've so I've come up with a new segment. I don't have a, I I know what the sound effect is. I didn't program it this morning, but uh, I have. It's time for a, a first installment of our brand new segment. Take me out of the group chat. Um, smart. The first uh, the first subject the first subject in our take me out of the group chat series is Benzino. Dear Benzino. It's not completely your fault. I'm not. I'm not talking down on uh, toxic masculinity, on men showing emotional intelligence, and men expressing their emotions even when they're uncomfortable for the people around them. Having said that, after after your episode, your most recent episode of Drink Champs, please take us out of the group chat. Please, for the love of God. Take us out of the group chat. It's time. There, so we talk about a lot of things on this on this show that range from politics to um, to black community issues to just general mess. Usually, when we talk about mess, it is usually it, it means to be in good fun, and there's usually kind of an unspoken line that I don't like to cross, and. It's when something feels too personal. And usually when something involves people's family in a way 
where there probably are no good guys and bad guys. Benzino was recently on Drink Champs, and uh, he was, well, we can just say it. He was very drunk, and he was getting all too honest about um, about his issues with Eminem and how those issues have affected his family uh, in terms of his relationship with his, his daughter, Coyle Ray. And I've seen people cry on podcasts and I've seen people cry on these, but I've never seen anybody cry like this. Like, I don't know if you have a sad, if, if you have a sad drunk in your group, I'm the emotional drunk. Oh, if no, I no. get there. Emotional drunk is one thing. Then I'm gonna, there are sad drunks. I'm going to be like, you know, I really love you guys. Um, <laughs> and so and so the thing with Benzino and I don't blame him because it looked it definitely looked like this is something that had piled up on him and um, maybe he had gone too far f- for his liking. But <laughs> I don't even know what that was about. I don't even know what that was about, and I'm going to ask about it when we're off air. Um, I'm looking for the sound bite. Um, but it was it, it was very emotional, and it made and it kind it made me uncomfortable. I'll just play a little bit of it actually, uh, right here. But I care about us more. I don't want to go through. I don't want to talk about it no more. I don't want to, for twenty two years. Every time I do an interview, they ask me about Eminem. The fuck you want me to do? Come on, man. My daughter came into the industry figuring that hey, I gotta be cool with Eminem because everybody's against my dad. You think this shit is fucking cool? Oh man, we're failing as a people. I don't hate Eminem. I don't know him to hate him. I don't hate white people. What? Tired of this shit, man. It's just too much. I don't want to be the bad guy. I got an eight-year-old son that I dropped off at school this morning. Come on, man. Come on, man. I'm all right. I don't want my DMs filled with. I've had nine pages knocked down a million. White people think I love I love all people. Come on, man! All me and Eminem got to do is sit down and talk with each other. Let's sit down and talk. Let's battle. Let's do whatever. But let's at least face to face meet each other. If, you, if that was to happen, would you give him a five? Fuck it, man! I'd hug him. Hey, I just want to say before, because I know he's going to get real, real, real. Look, this, <laughs> this, this is how you know rappers don't want none of Marshall fucking matters. <laughs> that white boy rapped all the thug out of fucking Benzino, dog. <laughs> when I say this nigga was hold over crying this entire little, he like, was, he was so and, hurt. And that wasn't even, bro. You didn't, they, they didn't even show the part where he was, uh, he was hey. literally heaving ugly crying like hey. he just got a whooping. Be real, yeah. be real. This this is why you and Randall won't let me bring drinks anymore, isn't it? Yes. Because y'all know you're going to end up like that. We go, we Randall talk, won't, I will. We're going to talk about the wrong topic and then we all just going to be in here crying like that. 
apologize to the people that's well, not in the studio. Well, Rand, well, see, Randall was old school, raised around toxic masculinity, so that's not gonna happen with him. Oh. Uh, oh it's that gonna shit. happen with me. <laughs> I mean, he, he'll great. say it. He was just raised in a different time. He says it all the time. Um, stuff it down with brown there. You don't have to stuff it down with brown anymore, Randall. We can talk about it and hug and high five. All that feels wrong. So, um, I say all that to say, Benzino, please keep us out the group chat. It, it's it because it's gotten to a point, and I'm not ashamed that the man was crying. That the man was crying. Um, I'm not. I'm. I'm not playing him for that. I'm not. Now, if anything, I think it's nasty that Nori keeps facilitating these kind of things like there's there's getting drunk in good fun like we do and there's getting someone drunk for the sake of soliciting their secrets i got you right for the sake of being salacious and getting viral i got you and nori swears this is for the spirit of hip-hop but i don't think but that's not no that ain't right and to clarify i'm not i'm not necessarily after him because he's crying but i don't need to know that your eight-year-old does not respect you because a white boy roasted you like 15 years ago it's not about the white boy roasting him. It's about the people in his DMs that are doing it. I think that's the bigger issue, right? Because even from a generational component, we like to say that, you know, we're from a different time period and online bullying doesn't affect us the same way that children get affected by it and these kids are soft. And that's clearly a lie because this is an adult man who is breaking down, not from the interaction, because he was like, yo, we could battle it out if that's what you want to do. Right. But his real issue is how he is perceived. And how that perception is making its way back to him online, and how he thinks it's that getting to it, him. It, it, you know, you we make the we all do this on a regular basis. We know this, but that's an example of how even quote somebody who has a platform, celebrity status, whatever, is still just the same as a regular person who can still be affected by online bullying. But. Yes, but even then, uh, here, I'll give flowers to my own mom then. Like, D. Van Treso just did not play that, man. Like, if 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 it's not happening in your face where I can do this, then cut that shit off and take your black ass to bed. Like, she meant that. Well, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and hold on, hold on. I, I'll let everybody else cook. But, like, yeah. and, to the effect that we can no longer be so removed from technology, and I mean, like, just an actual effect of, like, day-to-day thing, I mm. get that. But what you allow against your psyche, like she was notorious for going, know who you are and who you are. Pleasure to meet you. Every time you step out of your room, every time you step out of this house, yes, you represent something, but not because the outside world is telling you what that is that you represent, because every day you get up, you look in a mirror and you say to yourself, who are you? Whose are you? What are the tenets that we stand on? And then you got to stand deep in that shit. And my sister and I will check each other about that when we have like our little weird ass sibling conversations. So, but you need you you have to have that. You have I, to have access to that. I hear where you. I, I do hear where you're coming from, and I, knowing your upbringing and know and and kind of knowing your family and and how and how you were raised, I can attest to this. Having said that, I was raised like a Foot Clan ninja. <laughs> <laughs> we have to, but we we also have to get to a point where we understand that there are levels to toxic masculinity. I'm not and I'm not blaming it exclusively on toxic masculinity because being emotionally stunted and having those outbursts like that do not immediately equate to toxic masculinity. Agreed, agreed. But in in the way in in where in the era Benzino came up in, we can at least point to it being a factor. Yeah. And 
I, it, it, and not even breaking him down. My issue with taking me out of the group chat is not even about breaking him down. There are points, and we're going to get to, and there's a, because there's another person who follows this, um, who follows this, this profile that to a point where it, it, the situation is getting more intense and more and seemingly more personal and more intimate in a way that does not deserve to be parsed and picked apart for us on social media. It's, you know, there are people that where it's very clear that they know what they signed up for and we know what they signed up for and that's the social contract we've made with each other for them being in the public eye. Not saying that you're not human when you're in the public eye, but that they know what they signed up for and they, 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 they welcome it and embrace it. I don't think Benzino was welcoming and embracing what happened. We all, it, it, no matter how, how hard your shell is and no matter how, thi- how thick your skin is, I think we've all had that moment where it got ahead of us a little yeah. bit. Well, I mean, and I think, and the problem I'm having is that this is more than one instance of Nori facilitating that and swearing that He's just, it's just, they, they want to honor these people in the spirit of hip-hop. I don't think that's honoring Benzino because no matter how many jokes we have about Benzino in the modern age, Benzino was hip-hop back in the day, man. And the source, that was a part of hip-hop. And I don't think you're doing him, and when you, have, when you know you have leeway to edit, the, to edit these things and to leave certain things out and to ask them if they want to keep certain things or leave certain things out, I don't think you're, I don't, at some point you're not doing it in the spirit of honoring people or honoring hip hop. And it's just, it's just, it's getting to a point where it's hard to see that line and that li- it's nasty. I mean, but I feel like if I were to go back and listen somewhere between 185 and now, we've said on this show that Nori's felt a little more like Vlad over the years. It's getting very Vladish, you know. Especially like in like in, at least definitely in the pandemic years for sure, yeah. it's getting very Vladish. Issa's, Issa said it. Issa, Issa called him like the Messiega or something, and he and you know, I, and I think that old niggas have a hard time being there in that capacity for each other, and I think. Definitely, me and Euphonic can speak to because I know I know where you I've I've met Euphonic's people and Euphonic has met my people, and we kind of come from that age where we're just on the borderline of being exposed to you know emotional intelligence, and honestly, that didn't really come for us until late twenties, early thirties, and so. You know, you you want each generation to kind of get better with it, and and it's it's that generation that's been pointing it out for real, because it it is getting kind of nasty and exploitative, and it's kind of and, and you know, like I said, there's another person that follows this pattern um, that we'll talk about later, but it's take us out of the group chat, dog, honestly, uh, and, and for his own sake, so he, so it's there's less pressure on him. There's less pressure on his daughter. 
Um, shit, there's less pressure on us to engage that shit. There's less pressure on us to engage that shit because we've already seen that the, us in the social media age and in the digital age have no self-discipline about these things. Shit, at all. It's better for all parties involved if you just take us out of group chat. I'll have a sound effect next week, but and we, you know, this isn't going to be an every week thing. It could be at this point, but yeah, it, this is that that will do it for take us out of the group chat. Um, Kelly Rowland. Okay, what? What? Kelly Rowland versus the Today Show. Oh, so the incomparable, um, the platinum face card holder. The black card face holder, Calendria Rowland, made an appearance on the Today Show. Um, on or as I call it, uh, is the, the my favorite game show is Hoda Drunk this week. Um, and she was a guest, and she was supposed to be a guest host in the in the 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 latter block of the episode. Um, and they were interviewing her, and first. First, the narrative came out that she, because she, for whatever reason, she left. She walked. She walked off the set. Uh, she didn't walk off while they were filming because Calendria Roland is a professional and she's classy and she probably and she wouldn't do that. Um, but I believe during a break she left because now first the narrative was that um, she said she didn't like her people didn't like her dressing room. And apparently, on apparently in that studio, the Today Show has kind of notoriously nasty, clunky um, dressing rooms. And uh, and the story was that she asked who the upstairs, who the nice upstairs dressing room was for, and they told her it was for Jennifer Lopez because she was in, and that she'd already she already had that dressing room, and she was only doing like a six minute interview performance or something and this is somebody who was invited to not only be interviewed but be a guest host uh kelly Rowland was and they said she got offended and her her and her people got offended and left that was the narrative now it turns out that because they did interview her on mm-hmm. air okay it's turning out now that um, she was offended by the interview and by the line of questioning Hoda presented. Apparently, it's in her writer that um, you can't ask her any questions about Beyonce. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Oh, no. you can't. It's not just her. You can't ask her any questions about Beyonce or being in Destiny's Child. I, okay. She's sick of that shit. I support and I support it too. That's what I'm saying. So it turned out Hoda was uh, no, or not Hoda. Uh, Savannah Guthrie was just asking her questions that she was that her people were very explicit. She doesn't want to talk about because they were because they were hype beasting off of the fact that you know Beyonce's rolling out this country album. Yeah, and she her people got offended, said they were not happy, and she bounced, and. Uh, later on, I think later that week, she ended up on the Sherry Shepard show. And she very publicly thanked Sherry for being a source of warmth and positivity and light. And Sherry Shepard even had a little, had a little shade and 
went on social media and posted the dressing room that they that they <laughs> reserved for Kelly Rowland, which was very nice. <laughs> it it was as big as this living room. And I think that had two functions. The first function was in good spirits, I think, because to be honest, that's kind of what I want. I want us to start having programming and content where when you're not being treated right by these white folks, you can come and get and get the kind of treatment you deserve as a black as a black celebrity, as a black guest, as a black content creator. Okay, Roland. We, we should be we should be creating those spaces more for each other. And I don't think we do because we have hype beast niggas like academics and Charlemagne that are just as predatory as the white people that people want refuge from. So I was very happy to see Sherry Shepard roll out the red carpet for her. I'm very, and, and the other reason, and this is why I'm very happy that Sherry Shepard has that spot, has that particular time slot, is that that was a time slot that once upon a time was owned by Wendy Williams. <laughs> so for Sherry Shepard to have come on and been and is being the polar opposite of everything Wendy Williams stood for. I know some of you niggas are going to say that's nasty because it just came out that she has dementia. Oh, well. <laughs> um, that's another thing that happened, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to make that another rundown point because I don't give a fuck. Um, goes around, comes around. Sorry. Um, and that she opened, the, that she opened the, and that where you had a time slot where someone of color was opening, was basically being as messy and as horrible as humanly possible to people that look like her. Now you have somebody that looks like us that mm-hmm. is being as warm and as charming as humanly possible. And none of this is, and let me tell you, none of this is, is biased by the fact that uh, I do kind of have a crush on Sherry Shepard because she does kind of, because she does kind of fit what some people on online have coined as my type, even though I don't really have a type. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. What? You do. And and if if, if she was one of the eight behind a wall that you would talk to, I imagine you might even propose. No, I wouldn't propose. <laughs> that was a reach. That was a reach. I know who's a reach. I know it was. <laughs> Y'all got it fucked up. <laughs> um, Ari Lennox. Ari Lennox is funny. Mm-hmm. I'd probably I'd talk to that wall. Yeah, proposing is that's saying a lot, but I would talk to that wall. Okay, Ari Lennox is very charming and funny. Um, but I just I like that we're we're creating those spaces for each other, and I hope that we're entering a a a point where we're getting more comfortable. Um, patronizing those spaces and. Consuming those spaces as opposed to what's kind of the 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 fly thing right now, which is Charlemagne. Yeah, I'm naming him the Breakfast Club, bro. And the Breakfast Club ain't getting no better now that they finally named just hilarious the host, the 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 third host. I don't, and, and I'm gonna stop asking, and I'm gonna stop asking uh, politicians to stop coming on The Breakfast Club because they're going to go where the clicks are. I'm going to start asking I'm going to start asking for whoever came up with this idea that Charlemagne needs to be a political pundit. I'm going to ask for them to be arrested. You shouldn't. 
I want them prosecuted to the highest extent of the law. You shouldn't. You're looking at those interviews the wrong way. You should be looking at them like Sasha Barry Cohen's um, This Is America. Mm-mm. Because he was poignant. No. Because he, was, he, he was intentional. No. I was saying, yeah, but Sasha, I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen knew enough to get the right responses out of these people. Look, he knew enough about the people he was dealing with and did his research and had people doing research to where he knew exactly what to do to get the responses necessary for us to see what he wanted us to see out of those people. Charlemagne and Envy don't have that. And Jess Hilarious damn sure doesn't have that. But that, 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 that still underscores my point. The fact that a politician of any merit would be on that show thinking that we're going to have a conversation of any merit, it might as well be kindergartens all over again for me. For me. For me. Like, I literally, I literally hear the kindergartens theme anytime I hear politicians talking to Charlemagne. What the fuck is the kindergartens? Watch This Is America. He has an episode where he gets a, I believe that dude was a senator oh. or a lobbyist to sign up for teaching kindergarten kids, like yeah. giving them guns and giving them like um, and ta- training. Like taught a whole class about like yeah. the NRA and shit. Yeah, And okay. proposed it. Proposed it's like a group of I remember that. Yeah. Okay. But I but I hear the theme that he came up with anytime I hear politicians talking to, talking to that nigga. So my thing is this. I get that Charlemagne holds a lot of markers in terms of the voices that will listen to him. I even get that people are more likely, that the people he's addressing are more likely to go to the Breakfast Club than, say, an episode of Meet the Press. I'm not even asking for Meet the Press level content. Just someone who can hear nonsense being said and go, hey, about that nonsense you just said, I have questions. First being, what the fuck are you talking about? No. We can't even get that out of Charlemagne. All we can get out of Charlemagne is, is surface is surface level shit that has been fed that has been fed to him by Angela Rye and Amanda Seals, shit that he can remember that is probably written on his fucking hand. You, about Joe Biden. That's you, all we can get out of him. Do you know why I have no faith in that? Is because the general concept of media investigation and pushback has declined. So you have Tucker Carlson going and doing a two and a half hour interview with fucking Vladimir Putin and raving about the same kind of concept you can get at Aldi's by putting a quarter in your cart and then putting it back. I think I like 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 it. I think we journalism just don't has have- failed. <laughs> I think we just don't have those people. And I think people are looking for that. And I, th- I, th- I think in our, I think community wise, I think people are looking for that. I think people want to believe that Charlemagne is more than what he is, I, or no, can I, be more than what he is, and he can't. I he think, doesn't want to be. I think you believe that. I no, don't I think don't. I don't. No, what I mean is I don't believe that most people are looking for that. Are looking for content? Not that. Not that's actually. A back and forth discussion, not something that creates layers of understanding that can only be developed by giving some type of pushback, by forcing some explanation that's outside of a memorized talking point. Most people are not looking for that kind of content from an entertainer, because regardless of whatever field that Charlemagne is hosting, he is still an entertainer to most eyes. 
I don't think people are specifically looking for it from entertainers. I think people just want it from somebody, and if they feel like they're getting it in this in this lane, then great. And the problem is there's enough machine behind. And again, and and this is also to address the criticism the criticism that I hate I hate X Y and Z just because I don't like it and just because I don't like something makes it awful uh, to, to address that. No, I don't hate any of these things that I'm talking about. I hate the machine behind them. I don't, because this has come up, I don't hate Taylor Swift. Because someone specifically brought this up. I don't hate Taylor Swift. I don't hate niggas in suits. I hate the machine and the apparatus behind those things. Clearly, Taylor Swift ain't talking about shit herself. There's a machine behind her pointing people to X, Y, Z. Just, just for, just for clarity. So when I talk about Charlemagne or who, as long if you can, if you can see the strings, I don't have a pro, I don't have a problem with you consuming it. And I think there's enough apparatus to make it where nobody can see the strings. So we have to at least unpack these things. So we have to at least talk about the alternative and where the plot holes are. And there's a plot. <laughs> that's funny. That, that good one. And I think someone another podcaster used to say it's 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 only jokes if we, it's not jokes if we never get serious. And I guess my problem, I, and you know, I'm unpacking this as we go. And I, one, of the, one of the other things about this podcast is that I think for all of us, some of these things are unpacking these things amongst each other as we go. Which is another way I feel like I was uh, misrepresented in said commentary. But I think I think my disappointment is that for us, we don't. There's no. There's almost no alternative, or there's no alternative being taken seriously. Roland Martin wouldn't have let any Roland Martin wouldn't let any of that shit that Charlemagne lets fly. Yes. And but yet the best interviews Roland Martin can seem to get is arguing with Umar. Or people Umar adjacent. And but that's the other part of the that's the other part of the coin in your discussion. And I, I think that's the part that speaks a little bit more to what Florent was saying earlier. In that if you once you build up a reputation for asking genuine questions. Once you build up a reputation for wanting to know what that real content is, like what that real, whatever that real is for whoever you are in that moment, like you don't want to be in that arena. You don't want to be there. You don't want to answer those questions. Tucker Carlson is not going to ask the real questions of Vladimir Putin because he's on his ball sack. No one's going to ask Donald Trump the real questions going into this presidential election because people are behind him and on his ball sack. You, 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 it, like, I even, agree with you. I agree with you. No, I, I was going to say, but like, you, even, even with us, like, yeah, I think about people who I talk to about R. Kelly, who I think is just an open and shut case on niggas we don't fuck with anymore. And then it never fails. Someone will always throw out step in the name of love. I believe I can fly or the one, the one that's directly about kids, which is the, the, your body's a playground one. And it's like, all right, well you want me to, it would, my, my point is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is that the level of scrutiny that's happening is no longer in the ones disseminating that content to us. It, it unfortunately is on us, the recipients of said content. 
And I don't think enough people are smart enough to know that they're supposed to be going to move. I agree. I I agree that we have to start being our own fact checkers. Yeah. Um, but and and just to clarify, the Tucker Carlsons, the the people on the other side of the aisle, the Nikki Haley's, the I don't I, I expect them to do exactly what they're doing. So I expect Nikki Haley to go on the Breakfast Club. I expect them to to at least to try and do that. What I want, and I didn't want to get partisan about it, but it, the truth the the truth of the matter is, we have to. I want the Democrats to start being a little having a little more wherewithal in where they're going. I'm not saying that the Democrats are necess, are, are necessarily in great shape. I'm not saying that the Democrats are ne- are are necessarily the the best choice as opposed to just being the least bad choice, but they're more likely to listen. You know, like like I don't have any expectations of Donald Trump. Donald Trump has told me exactly what side of the fence he's on. Chris Christie has told me exactly what side of the fence he's on. I don't want. I I have. I, there's nothing to be gained talking to those people. Now, I'm not saying that from a partisan standpoint. I'm saying that from what they have demonstrated. There's no point in talking to those people anymore. Same with Biden, though. Yeah, Biden is willing to listen. I mean, is he going to remember? And is he going to know what year it is no, when you no, talk no, to him? No, he's going to appear to listen. He's going to still do what the fuck he want to do. Well, because he, he, he well, does, because he doesn't because, actually listen. Well, he hasn't implemented what has been requested by the well, people. Well, that's because he listens and hears it. But then ten minutes later, he's back in 1962. Or he stayed there. That's my point. Is he's not listening any more than Trump is. Well, he he, he does not listen or implement well, more. Trump's than what not Trump listening because he doesn't care. Biden is listening, but it's not. He's not. He's he's not internalizing any of it because his mind doesn't work. He's not internalizing because he does not care. Yeah, he thinks so. he is smarter. So. He yeah. thinks he is smarter than the majority of the people that interact with him. He has felt that way for decades. So, okay, that's fair. Like, he does not listen to things that are brought up counterpoints. Okay. If you bring up anything that is an actual valid situation to him, which people do, he still will just push back and be like, it doesn't matter. I'm fucking Joe Biden. Well, I I, it, I think I, I think in his case, that is dementia. But but uh, he's, it can't have been dementia for 50 years. No, it's not been dementia for 50 years. That's no, what I'm saying. No. It's his literal track record. On fair every enough. time that That's someone fair. gives him any type of criticism, he That's pushes fair. back with a level of arrogance yeah. that does not suggest that he is listening actively or internalizing anything that you were saying. The okay. only reason that comes out in a policy is because other people have to implement that policy, not because that is an idea that he has processed from something that has come from a group of people or from any type of populist aspect. That's fair. And I think what you're saying also goes to how far the bar has uh how far the bar has fallen because at this point we're fine talking. We're fine. Just talking to people that won't uh, incite violence upon us at the rallies. <laughs> and that's part of why I'm like, at least, at, at, at least we can, at least we can go tell them what is on our mind. Cause if you go to a rally and tell Trump what's on your mind, they will just beat you up. And, or if you're in the street protesting it, they'll try to run you over with a car. Um, and, so when you're the when you there's a responsibility that comes with being the lesser of two evils is that when you're the least evil you're the most able to talk to even if that's just a 1%. Um 
and I wish that we had outlets that were going to at least facilitate that. And we do, but for reasons unknown, we don't take Roland Martin seriously. Or not seriously enough for my taste. He's he's um, too he's um he is too ready to attack your bullshit. And I'm only saying that because my mom watches this man all day, every day, bro. Oh, my and mom loves Roland Martin. The way he approaches a conversation is very much like a bulldozer. The yeah. moment you say two things or a double negative or you're inconsistent, <laughs> you can wrap your part of that episode up. That man is going to talk the rest of the time. Fair enough. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Um, I wanted to try to fit Fan, uh, Fonnie Willis in here, but I don't think I don't think we I don't think we have time for that. That's a lot to unpack. I will say this though: Is it weird that I, the like the way she be talking to these white people that I find that attractive? No, is that weird? That, no, that's not weird. I, I, I think I like that fits I like, your, I I like that that fits your mo. Yeah. As a matter, but now, 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 now wait. That comes with a caveat. <laughs> There's an asterisk there. I don't like that because I think she'll talk to me like that. Don't don't talk to me like that. Uh, this nigga, this, the nigga next to me is a is is a witness of many years. You talk to me like that, it's gonna be a long day. Don't talk to me like that. But talking to the white people like that, I think it's great. I'm not me, not Oz. I, Oz, am not the one or the two. Talk to me like that, man, woman, alien, dog, you're going to have a long day. I got you, but that's still your M.O. Someone who will talk to the I, white people like I, that. I was going to say, I'm, I I want to get more into this type M.O. shit off air. It's so real, though. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I'm, so I'm curious. I will say this on Safari. I have seen people working with these wild animals do shit that I just don't think I would ever do. And I got to assume it's that same kind of energy. Like when you're aware you're around an, an animal that has no real predators, you kind of want to be that predator. Just just keep them honest. But it I, confuses them. It's not like they're afraid of you. They're just confused. They don't like, they'll probably go home going, who the fuck? Really talk to me like that because she didn't do anything illegal. For those of you that are wondering, I'll just I'll just give you the bullet the basic bullet point, which is that Fonnie Willis was a uh, prosecutor, Fulton County prosecutor, and um, basically she was having a relationship with a Trump prosecutor. I don't know how they found that nigga as a Trump prosecutor either. Um, uh, as a Trump prosecutor, that they were having a romantic sexual relationship over a long time and that was a conflict of interest so she's been in a hearing basically uh being raked over the coals about it and she even though she really didn't do anything illegal it's really all to kind of smoke screen the fact that um she's prosecuting those people for stealing an election uh having said that it has been very entertaining watching her run these run these white people ragged and look like and Knowing that she's light years smarter than all of them, I, they got her dad up there. They got her dad up there, who is a who was a who was a criminal prosecutor and had tried one thousand criminal cases. What the fuck did you think you were getting out of him? And he even looked at them like, really? Uh, no, I, I don't even understand why I'm here. The fact that y'all got me here tells me exactly what where y'all's intellectual wherewithal is. I wouldn't want me anywhere near this building. (laughs) 
Yeah, he was. He was talking cash. <laughs> and you see exactly where she got it from. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought all of that was attractive. I'd fuck Fonnie Willis, to be honest with you. My thing is, is if you're if, if anyone you have as a witness sits down like Clint Eastwood did at that one <laughs> inaugural ball, getting ready to talk to the chair, like, leave that motherfucker alone, dog. That's not someone you want to talk to. That's someone you want to leave alone. And like Gran Torino Clint Eastwood, too. That's what's fucked up. I think he looked annoyed every question that was asked of him. Oh, my God. That was great. That was great. Shout out to Fonnie Willis, man. I'm spending all that money on me. I'm, I'm single ready to mingle. Um, on another note, we're going to take a break. Uh, take a break. Um, we'll be back with more foolishness, more fuckery. Y'all know what it is. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. Clap, white people. Titties. See, that's why I go to mute. That's That's why I go to mute whenever we go to break. We're back. We're back. We're black. We're opinionated. Wait, is this a live mic? Yes. Oh, damn. I, I said, I said, we're back. I wasn't paying attention to you. I was paying attention to that conversation. <laughs> you know what? These openers, oh, man. These openers are getting weirder you, and weirder. here was going to be like oh, around. We want, we want to whatever, get to, whatever. Just get, 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 get to the content. Get to the content. Just get to the content. God damn it, man. Damn, I'm just trying to sit my head. Shut up. Shut up, Chalamet. Shut up, Chalamet. Because we're going to come back. Because one of these days, we're going to come back to that. We're, I got to write that down. We're going to have a Patreon. I want to know more about this about this type I allegedly have. You do have one. What are you talking I, about? I, I, shut up. The women I, Both the, of you shut up. The women that I fucked with over the years are like night and day and night and day and night and day. Not Okay. All right. All right. I can name two women and go, what do they have in common? And name them. And you yeah. don't have an educated answer. Psych. I am a dedu- I am a studier of people, buddy. No, you just can't be wrong. That's what it's I, I can always be wrong. I don't have that kind of ego, sir. Fuck. I can be wrong. <laughs> Talk, you tell that shit to somebody. Wrong all the time. You. <laughs> yes, you are. You just can't admit it. <laughs> On that, we agree. Holy shit. Lucky I'm, I'm looking for this uh, looking for this sound bite Why right now. Why did you say that name? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's his mother's name. Uh, it's time for White People Must Be Stopped. Aww. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Um, y'all are going to want the headphones for this. Um, I don't, I, I'm just going to play this with no context to it and y'all can just listen and uh, we can just take your thoughts from there. Uh, let's see what we got here. This is why you should not make cinnamon rolls or any baked goods out of your yeast infection. I just want to do some damage control because I know I came on here and said I made cinnamon rolls out of my yeast infection and they turned out really good. <coughs> they tasted really good. But we consumed them and two days later these white spots start popping up popping up on mine and my husband's tongue and I'm googling what that means and it says it's oral thrush which is essentially a yeast infection for your mouth and the reason we have it is because we consumed my yeast infection 
So what I thought was a very special Valentine's gift, uh, truly a pastry made with love from things that came from my body, turned out to be the president of Oral Thrush. And it's not fun having it. It's not the most comfortable thing to live with. It's kind of painful. And I just feel so, so bad for giving it to my husband. And I'm thinking I need to make it up to him in some way. Now, I would, I would make a pastry out of my breast milk again. But the the yeast is just not worth it. Just is go buy yeast from the grocery use store. Her breast milk and if you want to, you can just lie and say it is your yeast infection that's in it. But um, it's definitely not worth it. Anyway, I just wanted to come on here because I felt obligated to do that damage control because I know a lot of you look up to me and are influenced by me and we're thinking about trying that just because I did. But don't do it. I... React. You first. <laughs> I'm definitely going last. <laughs> As the uh, resident scientist and engineer, uh, I have to say that what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Infection. It's the part of the word. Infection. That's like saying I took some of my mucus out of my nose to do anything with it. Why would you want to do anything with your yeast infection. That's not a special part of your body. Breast milk, cool. I get that. We're meant to consume that. That is a healthy thing, and what you do with your breast milk is up to you and your family. How the fuck ever? A yeast infection? A yeast infection. Do not eat that. Don't put that in your mouth. In fact, what did you put in the vagina to get the yeast infection is really what I want to know. No. No. What's what I want to know? No. No. No, 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 more no, with a side of no, and a healthy helping of fuck no, no, no. Look, I don't care what hot butt Betty is serving, what hot butt Betty is serving. I'm not eating any of them brownies, none of her pastries. I don't even want to hug. What I want to know is if they're still together, because if he didn't press charges against her for assault with a deadly weapon, I don't know why that dude's alive. No, no you didn't hear. He wanted to. He he knew he what was he was part eating. of the experiment. He was part of it. He thought she's clearly a science teacher, and he thought that that was like a term or a theme <laughs> no, for the pastry that he no. was eating. He there's knew no, there's no way that he, he was, scraped around her insides and watched her stir that into a dough and wait. See, this is why I thought, this is why the fuck other countries don't like us. Look at how we waste resources, you fucks. What is wrong with there are homeless people that can eat good food right now and you sitting there rubbing excrement out of your body into it and putting it in your fucking mouth because you're stupid. You're just so fucking stupid. It's fucking frustrating what you all do with food. And no one had fun there. It's not like pouring honey on an orifice or putting jelly and jam in a butthole. Okay, Nobody had fun here. Nobody had fun. And guess what? And guess what? And people wonder when they talk about the the polar ice caps melting and diseases being unearthed, if we're going to be ready for it. The answer is no. We won't. The answer is ready. The answer is no. Because we're not even. uh, We're not prove that. We're not even ready for our own sicknesses produced by us. No, we're not ready. I was going to push back on the mucus thing just 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 a little bit because little kids do it because it it you know. 
there, there, there's a, there's a familiarity that's happening there, and there's like a protein or an enzyme, something. We're not even. There's nothing else that even needs to be like. There, I, I, I feel you, but I want you to also keep in mind the scale of yeast that is required to make a batch of cinnamon wanna, rolls. I, 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 no, 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 first no, of all, no. We're not breaking the science wanna, down because I'm already doing that, <laughs> and that's why I'm getting mad because it means you took time. Like you went back for a couple of trips, my dude. <laughs> You went back for a couple of trips to get that cup of stuff. They put that in the refrigerator and let that. And, you know what I'm saying? And a let whole, it rise. There's a whole bunch of shit in your icebox. Y'all can't eat no more, fam. There's probably a bunch of shit in the icebox they shouldn't have been eating in the first place. I, man. So you're man. not going to try her spaghetti? What? Huh? Nah, bro. In I Louis- already in don't Louisiana, try. that's how you get a root put on. I was just about to, <laughs> I was just about to say, I already don't try hey. people's spaghetti. Um, send your racist stories Send your real life White people encounters Along with your listener letters. We are those niggas I'm sorry Questions <laughs> for myself uh, Euphonic uh, Fluent And anybody else you hear On this program Please send those to Opinionswildblack At gmail.com No I'm not eating your spaghetti Or you can log on to Opinionswildblack.com And um, figure out More information about us Ways to buy merch Ways to become a patron Please join Patreon How uh, do you even market Those pastries Hey baby These are my yeast infection brownies Everything about that was wrong. Everything about that was wrong, and because I was exposed to it, Yeebies. and because we have the relationship we have, y'all had to be exposed to it as well. Got these GBs. I will not be exposed to fuck shit alone. Thank you for that, by the way, uh, Andrea Brady. Um, <sighs> supposed to be better than that, Dre. She's a great friend, but she's not a good friend for that. <laughs> supposed to be better than that, man. I appreciate the content. She's not a great friend for that. Um... We're not even going to take a break. I think we're just going to go right into listener letters. I started yeah. with making mac and cheese in the toilet bowl, man. Uh, Tales to Enrage wants to know: Do you have any? Do any of you have notable celebrity meetings? Uh, and are you hoping for or dreading the idea of running into Drake after he moves to Houston? Um, I met Issa Rae one time. Like, like, post slightly post awkward black girl. Uh, Right before Insecure. So she was hot, but she was like, before it was before she got maximum hot like she is now. Um, she was she was very attractive. Um, I was floored. I just happened to walk into that bookstore. She was doing that signing. Um, and I went on and bought that book. Um, I had a picture somewhere. I might post that. Um, yeah, I so, yeah, ran to Issa Rae. Ran into, I was in the proximity of Louis C.K. Uh, one of the first times I was in Brooklyn, um, my homeboys went outside for a smoke, and I looked out the window. I was wasted. I looked out the window, and they walked by in Louis C.K. Um, I think he bummed a cig off of them, but it, it like in New York, you can just run into people. You can just it's, you can just very casually run into people, which is why they're not impressed. By people easily, because you could have just very well seen Anderson Cooper on the subway. Uh, but yeah, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. was cool to them. Um, Issa Rae was very sweet. She was very. She was. Very, I mean, I I talk I talk bad. I, I talk about her like objectifyingly, but she's actually a very warm, very sweet person, and she was very funny to talk to. She talked about the first time she met Oprah, um, which was I I was literally rolling. Um, so salute to her. Uh, I I know he has I know Euphonic has a different answer, but I want to do my best friend flex. Um, 
he has known someone that at some point in time was the second fastest woman alive. Oh man. Yeah, but I don't I don't feel like that's any kind of a flex cuz I was stupid and young. But ah. very sweet young lady. Um I I know that we have a friend that we get into it with like about body types cuz he's like really into the muscular body types. Literally the only time Who's into the mu- Oh, he is. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You you know that toned is his thing. Of course. But of like course. I'm not. I I yeah. just that's not my jam. But this particular young lady like was just the epitome of in shape and was dark chocolate and was just so sweet. It was just a trifecta of awesome. Um, but beyond that, I would say um, Sam Cassell. He used to frequent my childhood barbershop. Um, and this was maybe two or three years after they did the double clutch. So he was get, still getting quite a oh, bit yeah. of love. Yeah. Um, and for, for it being a barbershop in the hood, a very down-to-earth fellow. Um, and then... Uh, Latoya Luckett, because okay. fun fact, before she changed middle schools, both her and Beyonce went to a small school called St. James. Yeah. Um, and when they were there, I was also there. So it was pretty cool because uh, right after Latoya Luckett and Slim Thug got married and she put out that album, she was on TSU's campus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad nuts, but she remembered me just – just just, just very quickly, I'm pretty sure she forgot who the fuck I was right afterwards. But it was real cool in that moment for her to be like, oh, mm-hmm. we went to school together, didn't we? I was like, fuck yeah, we did. Then, I met her and Slim Thug when I was working at Bed Bath & Beyond. They were walking around uh, picking shit out. Um, Slim Thug is, I mean, he, and I'm a big nigga to be saying this. Slim Thug is a big Tall nigga. Tall as fuck, though. Yes, God, he is. Damn, Slim Thug is a big nigga. And Bun B. When I worked at Nordstrom, he frequents the Galleria. He's always in that E-bar, and he's always buying a lemonade for him and his wife. And um, uh, and he does dress like the music videos everywhere. Slides, shorts, white tees, ball caps. Like, that's his. I met Ray J when he came to TSU. Uh, he, is li- he really is the smallest human being on the planet. He's, he's, he's Whittle. He's I feel like him and Kevin Hart fight for action little. figure size. Him li- they are the same size. Him Little. That shout out to Lala, him little, um, and uh, oh, I did security for Twister at one time. That's kind of cool. Me, Sweat, uh, a couple of Twister and Trey Songs were on campus, and um, they had the athletic building sewed up so they could do a few signings and a few pictures and shit. Okay, um, coming from the radio station. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Um, Twisted security was hilarious. Talking, I can imagine. Talking about how women get unruly. He just thumps them in the head. That's a big nigga to be thumping, to be thumping little girls in the head. I mean, money allows you to do things that we normal people can't do. Fluent? Oh. Neil deGrasse Tyson? Bill no, Nye? Not, not yet. Um, Bill Nye the science guy? Nah. <laughs> what a... That comment... <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Uh common Sinihalathan. Damn. Oh, Real people. Uh, yeah. Bethany Benz. That was a fun. <laughs> that was a fun night. Cuz they all come through the poetry lounge? Uh no, no well, so Somebody common and Sinihalathan was when we went out for the uh Brave New Voices and that was when they were oh, still yeah. partnering with uh HBO. HBO. 
And so since they were oh, the hosts, nice. I ended up running into them like just during nice. the process of the event. Yeah. Uh, which was hilarious because like all the girls were like flocking around trying to like talk to Common. He was just like, uh. that's about. I was saying that's about right. He's, he's cool like, once once he starts talking. Yeah, he, he's real, just chill. Um, I'm surprised at how cavalier you're talking about meeting the goat Sonia Layton. Because uh, at the time, I mean, my my favorite like female celebrity I've met is easily Bethany Benz, uh, just because oh, of the okay. the story that went along with that. Okay. You know, she called me her boyfriend uh, oh, for a bit, and okay. yeah, we'll leave it at that. Um, okay. And then also okay. got oh yeah. Sorry, Patrick Ewing. Um, oh, shit. Okay. Whatchamacallit. Uh, Ronald McNair is friends with the family. Nice. Um, cool. My godmother is the second black woman in space. There's probably about 30 other astronauts along the way. That's what's up. Um, who else? Uh, Jamal, uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner. That's this from poetry. I would say he probably always uh, comes through the poetry. Yeah. yeah. This motherfucker scoffed and then said, who else? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lorenz Tate from the Poetry Lounge, uh, Bill Bellamy from Poetry Lounge. Man, what's the next question? Uh, <laughs> getting FOMO and, uh, over here. He, Carl, Carl, <laughs> Carl, uh, Carl Payne. Carl, I remember he, he used to come yeah, through the poetry all the he, time. Yeah. He, he used to come by for a couple of times, and there was one time when he came, uh, we were doing shots of Patron, and he had like another spot to go to, so he hands me the bottle. He's like, here, finish this off. And I'm like, right. fuck it, bet. <laughs> Let's go. He also wants to know, are any or are you hoping for or dreading the idea of running into Drake after he moves to Houston? Dreading. I don't care. I don't care. I don't want that. I don't want that. In Even my if life. I see Drake, it's not gonna be in a situation where I would be I would be in the situation with Drake outside of people who were not fawning over him. I so there would be enough people who would fawn over him to take his attention where it wouldn't even matter that I was in the area. It's just Generally, anytime that I've been around celebrities, it's more of a when we interact, we just interact. You know, it's like, oh, hey, blah, 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 whatever. Like, you just chill shooting the shit. So, it, it doesn't, it's it's not a positive or a negative because at that point, they they don't care about their career and everything else. They're just chilling. Backtracking very randomly, walk a flock of flame. Uh, it was very random, and, and he he's he is the person you randomly yeah. run into. R- ran, random other backtrack. Um, two chains before he was two chains. Oh, cool. When he was still titty in, boy. Yeah, when he's still in a uh, player circle, they yeah. were doing a concert back at PV, and they needed some more speakers, and so they came by the house. Uh, okay. Tomorrow. That was back when I was DJing, so okay. I, had, ah. I had a lot more DJ connects and yada yada yada. I, I also wouldn't care. One, I look, his meat's not for me, so I don't care about that. His music's not for me, so I, I really don't care about that. And even if we were to share an uncomfortable fart in an elevator, well, I, I would I would be more concerned the, about who stinks more. Well, the reason I'm dreading is because I already know how my luck is in Houston when I'm out, mm-hmm. and it would just so happen to be when him being somewhere makes things inconvenient for everyone else. Like, I'm trying to get through the fucking line at H-E-B and, I'm like, Drake's two people in front of me and shit. It would, it would be that. Amen. I'm just trying to get home, and <laughs> Drake has ruined traffic on 59 or something. Like, it would be something inconvenient for everyone involved. Do you remember that, that like scene when- in Ted where Liam Nielsen is trying to buy the children's cereal, but yes. then it's, like, the person behind Liam that's like, can y'all hurry this weird right. thing? Hurry just, this just, shit up. just be that person, man. Yeah. Get off his dick! And do that at home. That shit used to happen. I'm tired. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. He had a spot over off of uh, Nasser Road One. 
No, so I'm when good. he would go to the grocery store, everyone would freak out in the grocery store <laughs> and okay. be like, "Damn, can we just can we just go?" Okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna jump right into the top threes because we gotta go. Thank you for the engagement. Um, thank you for the engagement. Tales to enrage. Uh, we're just gonna jump right into the top three. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut the fuck up. Number three, Chelsea from Love Is Blind. You know. White women are a very new version of what the kids call Delulu. Um, this girl, Chelsea from Love is Blind, um, is convinced that she has been confused on the street for Megan Fox. I want to say, because they do a lot of drinking on that show, I want to assume that maybe she was talking about the fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> And even then, the fantastic Mr. Fox has a smaller forehead. I, I, there's a level of delusional that I don't understand that I, I almost envy. Um, and she is definitely it. Like there, like I know there are some. There, I know some chicks. Like one, like like sisters. We we don't sisters don't have that kind of delusional. Some of them do because I know quite a few. Like. Every woman that I that I know that is confused that has confused himself for someone else, or that says that they are confused with someone else, they all say they look like Gabrielle Union, <laughs> and it's all and it's all untrue with all of them. Um, but this is a new level. Megan, fam, no, no, no. You just have long. You just have long dark hair, and you wear and you wear low rise jeans. That's it. We're talking about the Jennifer's body chick, right? Yes, we're talking about the girl in Transformers. Yes. Oh, man. Michael Bay selected her hand by hand for her talents. Which are none. Exactly. Um, yeah. Chelsea from Love is... Uh, it, and, and it just furthers my opinion that I talk about in Patreon that everyone they sign up for that show is insane. And they're exactly the kind of people that the Lachey's would pick because Vanessa because Vanessa wants viral attention and because Nick doesn't give a fuck and just does whatever Vanessa says. Um so yeah, Chelsea got to shut the fuck shut up. The fuck happy life, happy life, bro. Number 2, I was gonna say, those game shows that they do together, that is the epitome of happy wife happy life. He looks he looks like he has had enough. Why am I here? Ah uh... When they did the ultimatum and somebody got into some drama and they were talking about, well, I remember when, you know, I, you know, I, the time I was going through his phone and we had an argument on something I found in his phone, but I mean, it turned out to be nothing. The whole time he's just looking like, when did I get put into this? Why are you bringing me up? Yeah. Nick, Nick Lachey just marries women that put him through the ringer. Like he, he just likes women to where he's had enough. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is actually an upgrade from the chick that didn't know from the chick that didn't know the difference between tuna and chicken. Um, number two is Monique. Not again. So the issue with Monique is that Monique has been having it, since the episode of Club Shay Shay. It has come out more through social media and through both of their lives that Monique has issues with her son, and they don't have a good relationship. And he was kind of shedding a light on his side of the story about them not having a good relationship. I want her to shut the fuck up for a couple of reasons. One, 
this is another one of those things I was talking about with Benzino where it's very it's very personal and the more they talk about it, it's very personal and very intimate and I feel very uncomfortable. And a lot of us feel very uncomfortable with y'all litigating this in public. Monique has a bad habit of litigating shit in public that nobody really wants to be a part of. Handle that, handle that to the side, handle that with those people. And what makes it even worse is that you, he's le- she's letting too much of that husband do the talking. Unless he was involved in conceiving that child, he has to shut the fuck up. He definitely does. Unless he was involved in, push- in helping push that child out or conceiving that child, he needs to sit his ass the fuck down and be quiet. It is the responsibility of that parent to work those things out. It is not the responsibility of the child to run and try to be cool with you. That is your child. You put that child here. That child didn't ask to be here. It is your responsibility to go over there and make that right and do it privately. Litigating in public ain't going to do shit with us. And you hyping your audience up, tell, talking about he needs to sit down and shut the fuck up, is not helping what little goodwill you have with us. It's nasty for real. Sit down, shut the fuck up, and I love us for real, babes. Yeah, it, it doesn't help this whole uh, this whole uh, Tyler Perry mammy character you keep playing in public. So I, relax, dog. Like, handle that with that man. Know who you are in your family. And, and tell that nigga to sit the fuck down. I'm tired of looking at him. I like that he has the same theory of Schrodinger's cats. That somewhere in the multiverse, they're doing this the right way. That <laughs> <laughs> cat is still alive, dog. Yeah, okay. And the number person, number one person, I never thought this person would be on the list. Uh, I could do a whole Patreon about this bitch. Uh, who needs to shut the fuck up? God, I can't believe I'm saying it. Is Yolanda Saldivar. If you don't know who Yolanda Saldivar is, first of all, you're you're too young for me. Second of all, uh, you're not from Texas. Third of all, this is the bitch that killed Selena. You, if I'm taking, you've seen the movie. This is that bitch. She is out of prison, and she is. I can't believe this. I shit you not. Doing, she's uh, making the rounds with a documentary, telling her side of the story. I have not watched this documentary. I refuse to watch this documentary. There's nothing that bitch can tell me or anyone else that that is a millennial 90s, 80s, 90s baby in Texas that can make what happened there okay. OJ got a book. OJ is also actively orchestrating his own downfall. Also, I I think OJ just got diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, fuck cancer. So the truth is finding its way out of him. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was low hanging fruit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Damien, cut. Um, listen, the worst thing you can be the the only thing you can be worse than George Zimmerman in 2024 is Yolanda, the woman who killed Selena. You don't realize how many millennials are going to be on your ass. You need to be trying to give yourself less attention. As a matter of fact, you need to call Arnold Schwarzenegger from Eraser and try to get him to get you to fuck off the planet. Your witness protection can't even be on this earth. They're about to do start doing a space station hotels by like 2030. You need to be you need to be um trying to get trying to get on early and get on the soft opening. 
you ain't safe nowhere. You need to want to go back to prison. That's crazy. You need to want to go back to prison and have uh, what's her name and have uh, Diamond or whoever holding your pocket. You were safer there. You were safe nowhere. I hope you're not in Texas. I hope you're not in Texas. Actually, I kind of hope you are. Either way, what you're doing is not good. And honestly, I want to tell you to shut the fuck up, but actually, you know what? Keep doing it. Keep doing it. I hope they find you. I, I, I don't know why I'm made like this, but I, I can't help myself. What, what if there's something in the documentary that could change your mind? No. What, what, what would that information be? No. Like if no. she, like that if Selena's you, not dead. Like if you found out Selena peddled baby feet. No, there's on nothing. The, like, the on the only black, thing that <laughs> baby on, feet. Like on the black market, <laughs> on the she's black market. she sold big toes and pinkies, bro. Does, the that, only does thing, that change it for you? The only thing that could change it for me is 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 that it turns out Selena's not dead. She's out there in the multiverse somewhere. That's just it. Saying, just saying, man. She was. He's selling. really fixated on the Schrodinger's cat. She was. <laughs> she was like selling baby tigers, but like not in good conditions. <laughs> you and Yolanda Salivar got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's hands and feet for her. It's hands uh. and feet for her. Whoever see her. Oh my god. Gentlemen, have we done a podcast? Yeah, fucking right. Thanks, guys. It has been real. Um we will be back presumably next week with more foolishness, more fuckery. Um Y'all know what it is. We're gonna be here. Um and keep and keep your ears open. We we are we are playing an event um for at least the end of uh Q Q one. Um So you gotta find the giveaway winner. We're gonna get, yeah, we're gonna and we're gonna get and we're gonna give some people some shit. Yeah. I yeah, I I gotta work all that out. Life has been lifing. Um uh I will confer with Euphonic on that. I know life has been lifing for him as well. Mm. Um until then, y'all know what it is. We're gonna be here to help y'all get through it. Y'all gonna be here to help us get through it. Um we'll be back with more foolishness, more fuckery. This has been episode God, what episode is it? Uh two fifty two. Of Opinions While Black, I have been Oz. I have been Euphonic. I am the fluent one. And as always, forever imparting titties. titties. You got Dune titties coming. I know, man. Sandy titties. I'm here for it. I'm curious if we're going to get some Deadpool titties. Deadpool titties? They're saying she might be copycatting that movie. M- multiverse titties? I know. Oz, what titties are you looking for? Uh, Color purple titties? Whatever titties will have me. Oh. Uh. Big ass titties. Bye, niggas. Oh.